welcome back to the Sounds of Stadia podcast, the only Stadia podcast in the world, most likely at this point in time. It's also the longest running, episode 160. You're joining us for a great show, and unfortunately, the last show, the last episode of this very podcast, of course. We've done as much as we possibly can, we've supported it, but the time is now to sunset it. Uh, before Stadia, let's face it, we want to get in ahead of the actual platform. Uh, you're joining myself, Chris, alongside... The man of many pixels, Mr. Richie, welcome back for the last time. That's it. I know, it's kind of a sad day. like, But we kind of wanted to go out on our, our own terms, so we decided this is, this is the end. Absolutely. We wanted to keep the show going a little bit longer, knowing that there would be some fallout and there would be some news. And we mentioned at last week's show that, ironically, Stadia has had more articles in the gaming industry than it has over the last three years, when it probably needed them more. Uh, all over the place. We're going to be breaking that down, because we do have a great show lined up. We're going to be talking about some new cloud gaming tech, that's coming out that could have embraced Stadia and took it to new heights. We've got game updates. Some games are being left stranded uh, on the Stadia island, as it was. Uh, some more begrudged developers who, of course, were short-sighted by the closure. We're going to be telling you about their stories, transferring save files, uh, and a couple of more pieces of news, uh, like a Google Stadium, which is, uh, again, just like kick it while it's down, man. Uh, we'll break it in... in get into all that but before we do don't forget to give the video a like subscribe and hit that bell so you're kept in the loop with all of the wonderful content we do here aside from the sounds of stadia podcast that's right we are soon to be launching a xbox x cloud focus podcast the x pass podcast hosted by the man of many pixels coming soon once our intro is sorted we're just waiting on it we're just fine tuning it before we want to yep. put it out there into the wild um, it, a couple of weeks and we'll hope to drop our first episode. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've also got, of course, our PlayStation podcast, Talking the PS, where myself, Richie and Rob round up all of the PlayStation news. Exact same format as this show. So you know what? If you've jumped ship now, you've gone from Stadia onto other platforms, uh, we've still got plenty of content on the channel just for you. Just like this very last Thursday, we played Grounded, the Xbox first party exclusive included in Game Pass for the first time using the power of Xbox Cloud Gaming. Uh, we had an absolute phenomenal time with you, the wonderful community out there. Uh, we built a little grass fortress, Richie. We fought off some spiders, and uh, for our first ever Xbox livestream, I had a great time. With three odd hours, we yeah. went into it. I actually played some more myself um, yesterday. With, it was a great way to spend a hangover, mm. um, to put it that way, because it's quite zen, quite relaxing, and you should see the fortress I'm building. It's, it's awesome. A little grassroots fortress. You look Well, to see you it. know where like the like analyzer thing is? Mm-hmm. I've kind of built it up into the cliffside. Right, okay, so you're, you're doing a minute. So I've got steps. Terrific. I've got. So I've got like steps I can go down to there, but like main bit part of my base is going to be on top. Ah, I see. I love it. I love it. Very creative. Yes, a great way to spend a hangover. Apologies if we uh, we both sound a little bit rough. We were at a beer festival uh, two days ago, and we're still kind of recovering from it. Had to shout over the music, and of course, many many drinks consumed. So yeah, we're uh, recording Few a little bit many. later this Few week. Too many. Few too many. Um, but it was all good. We had a great time uh, celebrating, and uh, yeah, here we are to talk about video games. So thank you for everyone who's tuned in. And a massive shout out to our Helix Heroes, of course, you wonderful folks who support us that little bit further and bringing you better quality content uh, by clicking join down below. Uh, from as little as 99p, you get early access to some of our shows, you get stickers, badges, and other exclusive perks, like voting on new shows. We literally went all in on Xbox because that's what you voted for, so thank you for that. Yeah. Um, new Helix Hero joined us this week, Richie. Chris Scott. Joined on the bronze tier. Thank you, Chris. Welcome to the channel. Thank you for your patronage and support. It's very much appreciated. Uh, and of course, anyone out there who uh, requested their Helix Hero stickers, they were in the post. Put them in the post this week for the first lot, first round of addresses that I managed to gather up. Uh, so you should be expecting them. The lady did tell me when I posted them, Royal Mail strikes may delay them. 
Yeah. But also, I've never posted a letter in that long. I was kind of just like, all right, I'll just take your word for it. I don't know if it takes a day, a week, nowadays. Just like, have at it. There's the stamp. Send it off, please. So, yeah. Uh, send us your photos once you've received them. Stick them on something and uh, let us see. Uh, just don't put them on children. Uh, Richie, great show lined up. Breaking it down. Like I said, we've got plenty of new stories in the bag. Uh, we've got a live stream coming up this week. Uh, we're going to go away and record a special episode of Cloud Quest as well. That is also going to be xbox focused mm-hmm. what are we talking about this it's week? almost um this week because we're, we're new to xbox so Very. what we're going to do is we're going to start digging into the game pass library and start looking at games that we might want to play um going forward on streams or just in general because well we've both been keeping an eye on game pass for a while but we've never sat down and went what is what is the full library looking like because it's huge yeah, so. it's, it's that Netflix problem of where the hell do you even start to, to yeah. commit to things. Um, this week I'm going to be playing Plague Tale Requiem. So that's that comes out uh, two days' time from today. So that's yeah. my kind of big big focus game before God of War Ragnarok did, hits. Yeah, Did you have that pre-ordered on PlayStation? Because um, that's on Game Pass. Yeah, totally included, yeah. So which is, is crazy. Um, money saved, that's like five months of Game Pass for the price of one game. And uh, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll talk yeah. about that over on the X-Pass podcast. We'll get carried away. Over here, we live and breathe Stadia Pro, yeah. which, weirdly enough, as we creep towards the kind of the back end of October, what do we think is going to happen with Stadia Pro? Like, they've said everyone, nobody, nobody, nobody has to pay for it now. But yeah. does that mean there's any games coming? Because surely developers had deals in place to put games on the deal. Or is literally just October's games all we get now through till January? I'd imagine that like the cert- certification services that they've run it say they've just killed them. They've killed the storefront, so we can't claim games. Well, we could, so, I mean, we could claim the games this month. Remember, we got Hot Wheels as long as you had the link. Yeah, it was a bit of a workaround though, so I- I'm not expecting any new games to come to the platform at all. Hmm. To be honest, could you imagine? So. If uh, yeah. pro games for like November, December, and Jan- like whatever is left of January end up being like triple A, <laughs> all the stuff they had in the pipeline they've just pushed out, and it's like, oh, here we go, guys. Here's the entire Arkham trilogy. Here's all your mafia games uh, and everything in between. I-, I know I've seen a few people ask to say, why don't you just make the entire library open mm. to players? But I think that's one where. A lot of publishers and go, what you're giving our game away for free? You can't do that. So there's probably one of them. There's more moving parts to that than yeah. In, yeah. A, in a dream world, it would be great to just see them go like, well, look, you can't buy them, so the devs, devs can't get any money from it anyway. So if we make it free, at least do like a, it's like a free trial, yeah. like time cap everything maybe. So if you don't own the game, you can play. Just make everything a free trial basically for two hours, and then if yeah, you like it, here's a discount code to get it on Steam or some something like that. Yeah, but I think there's a lot of publishers that look at them and go, you're giving our games away for free. That means people aren't going to buy them elsewhere in this time. So it's probably a legal mind. Oh, thing yeah, it would never happen. Nope. It would never happen. Don't know any of that. Um, just like we still kind of have to wait on an update on like the controller situation. They said, we, we know we covered it last week, they'll be working on it, but I can see that one just quietly going away. Like, Are we really realistically going to see any other further statement? Other than just on the 18th, it will close and the Twitter account will just go dead silent and like it'll just fit, yeah. fizzle out. I'm not. What, apart I, from the refunds and like customer support, I'm not really expecting anything from them now. 
Okay, so what do you think is going to happen on their birthday this year? The awkward third year anniversary of Stadia that's going to be next month, like almost a month to the day. Well, they basically ignored its existence last year as well. No, they, so did, they, they can, changed their Twitter they? banner for like six months uh, yeah. <laughs> into like yeah. March. I can't really see that many people who were left on the Stadia team being that motivated to like celebrate it, to be honest. There's like, nothing to celebrate, is there? The, yeah, it's like, I'd imagine most people who are still working on Stadia now are probably looking for new jobs. Oh, absolutely. They've been doing it for like over yeah. a week and a half now. Um, but either way, as I said, plenty of stories to get into with the actual thickness of the show. Um, some games and such moving on. Some save file updates for you guys out there if you're still playing. And uh, some hopes and dreams dashed along the way. Um, Richie? Yeah. Introduce us to the... The Super Sexy Special Stadia Story Segment, a.k.a. The News. The news. That's the last time you're going to say that. The Super Sexy Special Stadia <laughs> Story Segment. <laughs> the News. <laughs> of course, the news lives on in our other shows. Yeah, We've got uh, the properly prepared PlayStation perusing points. Well done. You wrote it, so... <laughs> the news, but I didn't have yeah. it in front of me. And, uh, of course, we've got whatever yeah. we're concocting, concocting up for Xbox and the X-Pass podcast. CloudQuest doesn't have one, but I guess that's kind of like... No, it's not a news show, so... Nah, well, that's true, yeah. There's no news to cover in a topical show. Um, we'll get it in there one day. We'll get it in there one day. Uh, so, starting off with the big story of the week. It's not really a big story. I just got wanted to get it in there. Um, we've got less than 100 days until Stadia's gone. 95 days at the time of recording on Sunday the 16th of October. Uh, in lead is keeping us up to track with his uh, kind of dates, dates to demise, dates to death uh, tracker over on Twitter. And uh, I just kind of wanted to check in, Richie. I've been beating this drum for quite some time. Do we see Mafia before Stadia dies? Or is this just one of those things where I'll keep the countdown going past Stadia's death and... Um, yeah, I don't know. At this time of recording, Mafia Definitive Edition uh, was teased and promised 886 days ago. It was released on consoles 25th of September 2020, which was 751 days ago. Stadia hasn't. Stadia and Hangar 13 and 2K have 95 days remaining to get this game, this promised game out on the platform. Is this just a I'd fool's errand at this point? If it wasn't already a fool's errand yes. for the last two and a half years. Yeah, I think it's been clear for a while that it's not it's not coming to Stadia. I'd love to know the reasons mm. why, because we've heard about games just getting kind of lost in certification, where like it's in certification, and then like the dev, devs are waiting on like Google to do something, the Google waiting on the devs, and just seems like a bit of breakdown in communication. I wonder if this is one of them cases where the game's just like it's not past the certification. The devs are waiting waiting on Google to give like the feedback through mm. and then they've moved on to other, other stuff and maybe no one on the team was that motivated to put the work in to get it on Stadia when they'll drive be focused on the next Mafia game that's coming out. Yeah, I mean, that one's still a while out. This wasn't really a big story. I just thought I'd put it in there just before. Yeah. I meant to bring it up, I think, when we learned about the closure as a joke point. And then actually, it, it's, it's actually relevant because there's two titles, arguably AAA titles, that... They're still not coming, and they've got less than three months to do it now. And uh, I think it's 
it's probably safe to assume that we're never going to see Mafia. It was never long for this no. world. Um, but It'd then, be hilarious if it did launch, but because the Starfront's gone, you can't, you can't buy it. You can't actually buy it, yeah. Well, Mafia 3 launched into Pro, didn't it, uh, last year, yeah. last October? And they made out like that was a big deal. Like, you've been asking for it. It's like, yeah, because you told us it was coming. And then this this kind of just unravels one of the, the many strings that kind of came to Stadia's downfall is that they just never they were never clear with us at all. Like they they, they teased the game on Twitter, the game came out on other platforms, and here we are still two and a bit years later, and they've never communicated with us. Not the developers, not Stadia once that it's still coming, it's in the works, we've got a time frame for it. Like this has gone beyond ridiculous. And then again, that just kind of that that just shows you how bad they were at managing certain aspects of the of the industry. Yeah, kind of. It's this sort of thing where, like, you go back to Phil Harrison's statement saying, "Oh, there wasn't enough wasn't enough uptake from gamers." Like, but you didn't give gamers a reason to take you take you as a serious platform. Absolutely, you didn't give enough reasons. You kept your cards close to your chest. You didn't tell people what was coming. A lot of things that people might have expected should have been coming to a AAA platform didn't mm-hmm. come. And then games that were announced took forever to come come at times or just hasn't in just the case of Mafia it's like it, this is on you like really it's not on you can't complain to your customers and oh no one bought it when you didn't tell them give them reasons to buy it yeah what to, like literally every other company in the world does like pre-orders for the most part on physical items digital items yeah. to gauge interest and, and start getting that sales receipt locked in before the product's even out and as ridiculous it is it is on cloud gaming because you just get it instantly it still is the point of you you're gauging numbers with your audience, and we we said from day one like we beat the drum on a roadmap so so many times in the early days, saying we're like a year in now. I want to see what next year has in store because the entire rest of the industry were doing events where they literally come out on stage and say, "Here's what we're doing. He's he's a teaser. He's a trailer. He's a roadmap." And we had some people say to us, "Oh, well, it's up to the devs to do it." It's like, but the devs aren't doing it either. Hangar 13 yeah. hadn't tweeted but, out for like a year and a half and then the re- they don't the even acknowledge is, it. So is The it reality on? is the devs don't care what platform you play their game on as long as you play their game. Mm-hmm. That's the thing they're interested in. So you can't leave it up to the devs to sell, to sell the virtues of your platform. Yeah. And the devs aren't a marketing That's team. your job. Like the devs have their own... They're making the game. Like yes, the companies will have a marketing team but as the platform, why do you think all the adverts you see at the cinema and on TV and on your YouTube ads, they end with a stinger for PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo? That's because they pay money to market their product in line with that offering. So the big PlayStation, PlayStation, and the stuff comes up, are they a big Xbox, whoom, noise you get, other from the Switch? They're in there for these third-party games to show that it's coming to their platform. Google did none of that for three years, practically. And well, the thing is, that's a very simple splash screen with a very iconic noise. Even if you just, even if the TV's on and advert comes on, you're washing the dishes or something, you're hearing, oh, that game that they've been talking about is coming to this platform. Mm-hmm. It's iconic. Stadia had all, Stadia they had the splash screen. Yeah. They just didn't use it. Didn't use it at all. Again, like, ironically enough, this week, driving through town, I've seen adverts for the Google Pixel 7 everywhere. I've seen it on YouTube, seen it on bus stops, billboards. Not a thing. And the pixel and the pixel watch. Look, there's market integration. Okay, if you buy the Pixel Seven, we'll give you the Pixel Watch. That's good marketing. It gets you into that ecosystem. But they just never did that with Stadia. They didn't. They didn't. But 
Anyway, we we can stop moaning about it after this week, Richie. Our listeners and yep. viewers, you won't we won't mention it anymore. In fact, I might go and play. Is Mafia on Game Pass? I don't know. I don't, I don't anymore. Although we might gonna... touch on stuff like say if there's any big news drops, we might touch on it on Cloud Quest. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a good point. Yeah, even though we're going to sunset this show, Stadia can live on through through our other channel um, outputs yeah. uh, for now. But it seems to be that Mafia was not long for this world, just like Google Stadia. Um, I will keep my countdown going. I'll give everyone an update in like 2025 or something when it's been <laughs> like 2,069 days and since uh, it know, was <laughs> teased. When the new Mafia comes out, and let's say it comes to Game Pass mm. Day and Day, you'll, you'll do a stream of it and then that point you'll go, it's been 4,000 days since yeah. it was meant to come to Google Stadia. It'll follow me to the end, that, that joke, it really will. But you know what? Someone had to beat the drum for Mafia and 2K players out there, but... Alas, it was not the people who were multi-millionaires. Uh, moving on to uh, other announcements. One of the ones we did want to touch on this show. Um, it does launch just before Stadia's downfall. Uh, Razer, of course, you're familiar with Razer. They make mouses, keyboards, all the RGB shit that us gamers eat up. Love so, so much, Richie. Um, they've announced a new handheld cloud gaming device. So right off the back of the Logitech announcement we had the other week, the Razer Razer's Edge, or Razer Edge, um, the company's launched, or pre-orders have launched, um, to finally show off its portable Android gaming handset. It looks a lot better than the last one we saw, which was kind of leaked uh, back in 2021. Uh, and with this one, it's going to release with a Wi-Fi version for $399 in January 2023, followed by a 5G-ready version in the States through the Verizon um, cellular provider. Um, following later that year, it'll support the carrier's ultra-wide band and six gigahertz networks. Um, Razer's fo- uh, this is basically following the uh, Steam Deck's reservation model, so you can pre-order it similar to the Steam Deck. It's meant to be a great device for cloud gaming, streaming through Xbox Cloud Gaming, gaming or NVIDIA GeForce Now. Razer says that the Edge supports up to 144 frames per second through the Steam Link app when you're streaming PC games locally, and it runs on Android 12 with a Qualcomm G3X Gen 1 chipset. Though instead of being an all one in uh, one handheld like the concept showed off months ago, similar to the Logitech G Cloud Gaming one, it's a 6.5 inch tablet now that can be removed from its controller, similar to the Switch. Uh, so essentially, it's a little Razer tablet with the uh, Razer Kishi add-ons on the side. Richie, yeah, isn't it ironic how Stadia announces its closure just just on the cusp? of other tech companies finally launching products that would support it in the best possible way in the form of the, the Logitech G Cloud and now the Razer's, Razer's Edge. What do you think on this uh, one? Yeah. Well, the first thing is, I think the Wi-Fi only model is overpriced because you can get a Steam Deck for the same price. So, and again, it's like, is there any purpose of it if it's the same price as Steam Deck and the Steam Deck... Well, it's perfectly capable of playing cloud gaming, can also play games quite well natively, mm-hmm. where this is purely focused on cloud gaming. So it seems to be less functional for the same price. The Wi-Fi model, however, is interesting. Not the Wi-Fi, the 5G model. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been saying, these sort it of devices was, yeah. they need for cloud gaming, because you want this as an on-the-go device. Because at home, you've, you have things like the like what, Samsung Game Hub, you have Chromecasts, um, Project Keystones is is on its way, and it's been teased recently. There's there's ways of playing cloud, off through your Chromebook, off through your laptop, off through your PC. There's lots of ways to play cloud gaming in the home, 
mm-hmm. it's on the on the go where your only real way to play a cloud gaming is on your phone that's where these i think these devices come into their own absolutely so that's why i've always been shouting for they need to need to be five five four five g compatible so you can play them on the go yeah, and again, no surprise uh, there, yeah. it's through the Verizon carrier, because that was one of the things we discussed on CloudQuest with our theoretical Stadia get cloud gaming handheld uh, before the, the bombshell news dropped, was that if you were selling it with cellular data, it would no doubt need to be in partnership with one of the mobile networks, because you, the requirement of a SIM card or an eSIM to connect via 5G, you need the network's permission to, to do it, which would also in turn cost some money. So whether there is, uh, by the looks of it, it's the partnership with Verizon, I'm guessing you just get the product through Verizon, and as as you alluded to, it just comes with. You've got to imagine unlimited five G, right? Capping capping a cloud gaming device seems a bit naive, but they've not yeah, really gone I mean, into much detail on that front yet. I can see going forward, like um, phone providers, even if it's not linked to a specific hardware, hardware going. You know what? You get this much data plus cloud gaming. We don't. We know doesn't count towards your caps. Mm-hmm. Or anything going forward as like a gamer bu- bundle, and maybe we'll throw in a quiche or something. That's where I thought it could have went. Um, but for me, the device, even if you don't have a deal with the carrier, you can have it compatible with mobile networks. So and just have it open, so people can just put a SIM card in. Mm, yeah, I can see it being because even phones like iPhone and the state has gone has gone eSIM now. So the top top range iPhone, it doesn't yeah. even have a SIM card slot now. So. Oh uh, yeah, well, or you have a physical SIM card, or you go with it, go with eSIM. So if I bought a contract through one of carriers in the UK, I could just download that SIM card to the device, and there we go. You're gonna get a bucket hat like this guy on the Razor website. He's got a bright green and black Razor branded bucket hat. Um, interesting enough, what do you think of the design then? Because it's weird. In, initially, when I saw the the first images release, I thought, you know what, it looks pretty much like like we said a switch, but for cloud gaming. And as someone who's been using Game Pass and my Samsung Ultra with my Razer Kishi version one, it it plays great. And I'm back to thinking, oh, you know what, I could play a couple of games. I've been playing some Death Star on the move, and this kind of like had an initial big amount of appeal to me. But then once I realised it just clipped off and it was just a little tablet, it was like, well. My, my quiche and phone combo is in, in, a, in essence the same, like literally the same thing now, because it's it's no longer really a dedicated hand like handheld thing. If it ends up just being a separate Android tablet on top of it, I mean, one of the advantages of it being separate devices is that you're not using your phone battery and yeah, oh yeah, of course, phone yeah. data. So you can like, especially if your phone's getting a bit older and you're worried about the battery, you're not hammering your phone all the time, especially if you're traveling, for example. Um, I mean, look at the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck's took off for them sort of reasons. So mm-hmm. portable gaming is very much on its way back. Um, but I don't really mind. I think from their point of perspective, it probably makes more sense to effectively make a tablet and attach a quiche because you've already got the quiche getting made. Mm. So it simplifies your manufacturing. I mean, it's not just a quiche attached to it. It is its own thing. Is it? Is it not just... It could be just a quiche, you know. Like it looks like a Gen Two Kishi. Surely not. Well, I, but I don't think that's a bad thing because if, if like for example, you're hammering it and your stick started drifting and stuff, you could just buy a new Kishi, mm. or you could just send the Kishi part back. They they fix it. Send send there you go. So it can make elements of that simpler. Mm. 
Or maybe if they bring out a Gen 3 Kishi, you could just go, okay, I'm going to upgrade the controller part of it, where the tablet part of it is absolutely, could be absolutely fine. So these advantages. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's got my intrigue. I think it looks great. I've noticed it's on the triggers as well. It's got um, three triggers. Or like back buttons. Yeah, it's got the shoulder buttons, L1, L2, and then it's got two little micro buttons as well. I've just clocked that. Okay, which makes me think it might not be a Kishi version 2. Um, dedicated buttons and such, of course. Oh, there's a Founders Edition as well. We do like a Founders Edition, Richie. Um, Chipset, screen size. I think the biggest thing for me in comparison to the Logitech one, this does come with an AMO LED screen, yeah. which is going to look nice. 6.8 inches as well, so that's a that's a big screen as well, which is what you want. Um, internally, though, externally, it's all pretty much on par by the uh, the cellular thing. Same battery capacity, yeah. uh, 500 milliamp battery in there. Wi-Fi specs are the same, except for yeah, the top end one has that 5G. I'm trying to think what different you get. Oh, okay, so the Founders Edition, you get the uh, so you get the Razer. Oh wait, there. Oh yeah, it is a Kishi version too, because when you look at the spec list, the content literally says Razer Edge Wi-Fi, Razer Kishi V2 Pro. So I think, yeah, you're completely right. So the Founders Edition, you net yourself the tablet, which is the Razer Edge, the Kishi V2 Pro, the Razer Hammerhead earphones, which are the new ones they've just announced as well. Okay, so yeah, so the Razer's Edge is actually the tablet. They're just bundling it with a Razer Kishi to make it out like it's one solid thing for cloud gaming. Well, we cracked it, we figured it out. Uh, Yeah, it does have my intrigue. I just think, again, for what it's doing, the price seems a little bit steep. When, as you it's said, too, it's a Steam Deck, I, you could get a Steam Deck, and it would Razor have all the internal components. Yeah, they do. Razer often do overinflate their own own price, and this doesn't even have any RGB. Um, it's, I think it's because it's the same price as the base version of the Steam Deck. It makes it harder sell for me because, like, I could my my thing where if I was going to buy this, I'd be looking at it and go, but I could get the Steam Deck. Mm-hmm. And like, then you have that thing is like, if I buy this, will I end up with buyer's remorse because I could have had the Steam Deck? Yeah. Well, so, we'll keep an eye on it. Again, it's just that yeah. big thing, isn't it? That it's the text coming out as, like, I I do wonder on that key artwork if two months prior, or even not a month, like two weeks prior, sorry, there was a Stadia logo on there. Like, it does look like they partnered with Xbox and Steam. To be fair. Like Rays have got great relationships, but again, I think there's something about like the Xbox Green and the Razer Green kind of marries up quite nicely, uh, similar to how yeah. we've seen them promote themselves with Samsung and Game Pass promos over the years and Game Pass Ultimate and stuff. But I I could see this time next year, going into Christmas 2023, there'll be about 10 plus cloud gaming devices on the market by then. Yeah. Every uh, for me, I, I, it's the 5G version is the one where I think will be of the most interest. What are the chances, just to to kick them while they're down, because we've seen Google doing it all week, and we're going to talk about it later in the news, what are the chances we, do you know we did that CloudQuest episode about a dedicated Google Stadia, Google Stadia handheld or a Google handheld device, what are the yeah. chances we genuinely see like a, a, a version of this Razer Edge but made by Google in the next year or so? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Google seems to have been embracing cloud gaming in a way that they haven't over the last three years. Yeah, I think so as well. <laughs> which is like, 
what the hell? It's kind of statement. Yeah, because but... we've we've said time and time about like R and D has to go, like companies like Google, Amazon, Apple, and stuff, and Samsung and Sony. They're always chipping away at R and D for like random prototypes you've never seen. At the time, over the last three years, they know cloud gaming works. They know how to do it. We've, we've said that. We've praised the tech time and time again. There's got to be a division of Google somewhere that is trying to launch a new style product. And I think whether it's some form of like Pixel, Chromebook, or what would have been Stadia or Google Cloud as they're trying to promote it now, there's got to be a crossover somewhere, right, where it, they're like, well, yeah, we'll do ways, it. In, I mean, we'll talk about it more in a bit, but in some ways it feels like now Stadia's out the way, Google can finally go, it's almost like, sorry, relief, now we can start talking about other cloud gaming platforms and just focus elsewhere. Yeah. Where yeah. they've probably been restricted because of Stadia, which is shit for Stadia fans. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we'll talk about that in a bit. We shall indeed. Um, next story of the week, we have uh, news that, unfo- well, we brought it to you last week, that Outcasters developer Splash Damage was looking to um, give it new life, deservedly, on another platform. And unfortunately for Outcasters, it looks like that dream has ended. Uh, they put out a tweet on their official channel saying, Dear Stadians, it is with a heavy heart that we inform you that we do not have plans to bring Outcasters to another platform at this time. Uh, Outcasters was designed and built exclusively for Stadia, with many of its systems heavily reliant on the platform, significantly increasing the complexity of the work required. Uh, We still firmly believe that cloud gaming has a bright future in our industry, providing easier access to games than ever before, and we are encouraged to see that other platforms still champion this cause. As our final thank you to all of you that supported us, we've put together a short video showing a rare behind-the-scenes look at the various stages of development of Outcasters from its humble beginnings to today. Thank you, Splash Damage. And that was sent out in a tweet. So that was the update. So they gave us a bit of hope last week, Richie. Um, it does, in fact, look like it'll yeah. be one of them that goes to the Google graveyard along with Stadia, unfortunately. However, you never know. We might get an Outcasters too. Depends who that has the That might be the smart... Yeah. I mean, if Google have the rights, I'm sure they can probably be able to get them back somehow. Google have been shown to be quite lenient with stuff like that. But, yeah, if we could... I mean, an outcast, if they brought an Outcasters 2, brought it to other platforms like PlayStation, Switch, I think this could do really well on Switch, actually. I think um, it could do Switch, really well everywhere. X- X- Xbox, especially if it's a Game Pass or a Pro game, so people are just going to give it that time to jump in. Mm-hmm. And one of the big problems, the only real problem we have with Outcasters is this, the amount of content. If we always felt like this is a game that needs to be regular content drops, like season passes, to really expand on it, mm-hmm. on the premise, because the premise is awesome. Yeah, and it's really fun. So it's sad to see it go. Yeah, absolutely. I think the, that is probably the best. I'd imagine we we know when Splash Damage kind of teamed up with them uh, right at one of the announcements back in 2020. We knew we, we we didn't know what we were going to expect, but we thought, oh, these guys worked on the Gears Gears of War, um, Batman. There's some like big 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 shoes there essentially to fill, and then we got this like kind of little indie darling game came out instead that had a little element of like battle royale to it mixed in with what we can say now is like Fall Guys inspired not inspired but you know what I mean like it's, in a similar vein it had that thing where it's like this kind of like online multiplayer like arena like arena based like game, game that like party game but it's effectively a shooter but has that its own unique play style like with the way you can care of your bullets and stuff yeah it's like that is that is such a it's a simple concept 
but it's a really cool one. Yeah, and with the little outcaster characters and the the kind yeah. of quirky comedy that came with it a little bit, it, it, it seemed like it would have gone on to it, other things, and very quickly it felt like, like it never got much more love beyond the initial yeah. launch. Yeah, if you look, I kind of think put this in this in the category of something like a Fall Guys, where if it got that regular content update, mm-hmm. it could. Unfortunately, Google Stadia. It seems like, regardless, Google Stadia dying will have killed the game anyway, because mm-hmm. it seems to be too heavily linked in terms of how it functions to the platform. But again, I hope I hope Splash, da- Splash Damage look at this and go, you know what? We're going to make it two. We're going to bring it over platforms because we're going to build on the concepts we had and let's give it another shot. Yeah, I think they could because we we said time and time again, like new new maps and modes was something that was definitely missing after you've played kind of the. The deathmatch or the collect the coins, it just kind of hit this wall where after a few games you thought, okay, I've seen everything there is to see now. And then we cried yeah. out for like seasonal content, like Halloween costumes and Christmas costumes with daft little hats and turkey heads and everything. And oh. it just never came. And we think that's probably down to Splash Damage had a, a, a contract to put out a game. And then the returns and the agreement from Google were probably to support it ongoing. But then there was never that. I guess user base, right? That was one of the biggest problems yeah. is there was never that demand or the amount of people playing it to merit the the research and development and and time realistically. Whereas I do we we said time and time again, if this went PlayStation Plus, day one, whatever the successor looks like, or Xbox Game Pass, you'd get millions of people at least checking it out and then the season pass like Fall Guys would keep it ticking over with uh And then you start doing things. like the Fortnite thing where you start getting cross pollination with other franchises. Mm-hmm. Little like, Batman characters chase, chasing yeah. Iron Man characters and that, and who knows. But it's a shame. It's a shame for uh, Outcasters. Of course, you've got till January the 18th to play it, and uh, shout out to the devs for all the work that they put into it. I think we're going to have to play it again one more time yeah. before we say goodbye, because it is fun. It is. Well, we played it on last year's second birthday party for Stadia with it being an exclusive, yeah. so who knows. But we know we're getting guilt. It's important to multi-platform. We covered that last week, so... One more thing, at least. One more thing. Uh, and kind of to, to move that story on then, I guess, to, to ongoing service, we've we've discussed pro games and what's going to happen with that. We're discussing kind of the support going forward. Um, this week, EA Sports, FIFA, tweeted out their updates for the game. Title Update 2 will be soon available for PS5, Series XS, PC, and Stadia versions of FIFA 23. And when I read that tweet, it kind of made me think, Obviously, I missed out. We both missed out on FIFA 23 because we didn't pre-order the... Or you cancelled your pre-order. I yes. didn't pre-order the Deluxe Edition. So when the Friday came and the storefront was shut, I couldn't buy it. I would have bought Stadia because I love playing it on my Razer Kishi. Now, I was saying to you pre-show, actually, I haven't started... Haven't sta- I've got FIFA 23 on my Xbox. I haven't started it yet because I just don't have that... Because I can no longer just take it and play a quick little game here and there on my Kishi and my phone... It almost has lost a little bit of its appeal to me this season, which is an odd thing to say because the game's still yeah. great, no doubt. But you know what you mean? You just missed that little bit of magic that I got from the combination of Stadia and portability. Yeah, this is this is why I can't, I'm going to buy up my Xbox. Um, it's why I'm, I've actually returned my PS5 version of the game mm. because we st- I, I had it on pre-ordered in Stadia, but with Stadia closing down, it's like, I don't want to play till January then lose all of my saves and all the progress and all that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. I don't care about Ultimate Team, but it's my career. Yeah, of course. And so I was like, okay, I, it's not gonna, Stadia's not going to see me out the air. It doesn't make sense for me to have it on Stadia. Mm-hmm. So that's why I cancelled. So I bought it on PlayStation instead. And then I made the decision to buy an Xbox. And I was like, actually, I think I prefer it on have it on Xbox because one, 
it's my Xbox is up here in my office when PS5 is downstairs. So and I'd, I, FIFA's one of them games that I like to jump in for like a couple of games here and there, usually while I've got a podcast or other stuff going on. Mm. And it just it's better. I just find it better to do it here than downstairs. So it's just like... And then there's also the cloud component. Like, if I get the digital copy on Xbox... In the we know Xbox is adding, adding functionality, so you can play the games that you've bought into the cloud. Yeah, I just want FIFA on Makishi again. Really, um, I do yeah. hope with the initial. Of course, EA Play is part of Game Pass, so well to some degree, you don't get like day one games day one yet anywhere. Yeah. Um, but for me, the in, more interesting thing was the EA No Stadia's closing down with yeah, this with this update. Know. Like again, the, this kind of opened up the the thought process for me, thinking like, what ongoing games. It's still like because they did say in the initial FAQ, like some games will stop functioning or working properly as we start to wind down. And I'm waiting to see what that big game breaking thing is where they just go, We're done, we're out. Obviously, if the FIFA one, EA have enough money to support it, some some smaller titles maybe start going offline. Um, and that led me to thinking onto other titles Resident Evil Village, the winter expansion is due this month. Uh, almost a week from today, we were going to do a playthrough on the channel in third-person mode and check out the DLC. Do we think that still arrives next week, Richie? I have no idea. Because it was going to be the gold edition, right? The the DLC was gold edition. We can't buy stuff, so I don't think we can physically get the Winter's expansion now. Oh, right. that's a good point. I, don't, I can't remember what version I have. Although the, I don't know whether... Sorry, so yeah, so the Ro- Rose's story is additional. I think you have to pay extra for that. But the Winter's expansion is just a patch for the game, I think, right? Third Because per- yeah. you've already bought the game, so playing it in third person shouldn't yeah. be any more money. Capcom are, aren't <laughs> usually that dodgy with their microtransactions I'd imagine, stuff. I'd imagine um, the Winter's update would come, but maybe the raw stuff doesn't because the storefront yeah. doesn't exist. So, because if it's a patch, and like it, it depends whether Capcom just look at it and go, it's not worth the effort now. Well, that, that's my worry, but then... Or are there going to be good good guys about and go, you know what, people pop the game here, we're going to support them. I mean, we have our reverse, Richie. We'll, we may never play our reverse on Stadia, which we've been going on about for two years now. The thing is, actually, I think more, more devs than not are going to continue to support Stadia right to the end because they don't want to end up in accidental legal trouble. Mm. If they've signed contracts, they'll support it. It's like, while Stadia exists, we'll support it because that is legally what we have to do. Well, who's going to chase them if Google don't give a shit? Like, is someone Google aren't going to sue them because they're done? They're refunding everyone. It, yeah, I, I doubt any Ice lawsuit will come, but it's like, but if you're like um, the outcasters guys, but <laughs> if you're if you're the legal if you're the legal team for like EA or like Capcom, it's like you're you're probably not going to want to take any risks, really. I guess or you know just keep bringing the patches yeah. until like until we can't put them on there anymore. Mm. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one. It's, it, it's one of the things I've not really considered about game save files, because I've, I've kind of... I feel like I've accepted it, but then there is moments where I go, oh, crap, yeah, I'm going to lose that. So, like, my Cyberpunk save file, that, that's gone. Well, we'll get to it later in the news, actually, but I'm not doing that. Um, my Resident Evil, I've got a full village playthrough, which we did, we did on stream, like, that's gone. So it's like, ah. Oh. Don't want to play it again yeah. somewhere else and start. And this is kind of yeah with the with the expansion. I was looking to still get into it for Halloween. Like I'm still happy to check it out, but I don't know if I'm going to have the means to do it without having to buy the game all over again. So yeah, do let us know in the comments below, everyone. Do you think we'll be seeing Resident Evil Village's 
DLC expansion? Do you think we'll just see the Rose expansion? Do you see think we'll see the Winter's content? Third person. Let us know in the comments below. Any big games that we were also expecting updates for? I think Destiny's uh, not until early next year for their final one. Um, Ubisoft, the, uh, the Valhalla one? Eivor's final story yeah. is due in, well, November, I think. I think that'll get yeah. support. I think Ubisoft are pretty much happy to see out their updates. They're pretty on point with it. I'm not... Ubisoft are one of them ones, though, because of Ubisoft Connect. Mm-hmm. It's kind of entwined like, into that. Yeah, it's like I'm not going to lose my any progression here. So, and I you got with Ubisoft Plus, it's like and the and the potential refund we're getting from Stadia. Yeah, it's like okay, I could buy you a Ubisoft game on my new preferred platform, mm-hmm. and just transfer my save files over and just continue where I left off, just with a different controller in my hand. So Ubisoft is a, is a weird use case because mm. of Ubisoft Connect. Oh, yeah. yeah. What else is there? Not really. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking. We mentioned FIFA at the top there. The FIFA World Cup story leaked this week. They actually showed off some gameplay um, of the Qatar World Cup that's happening this December. So I guess the World Cup update. But by the looks of it, EA keeping on top of patches and such. So yeah, that should be coming. But we we don't have a chance to play it anyway. It's it's, it's such an odd place we find ourselves in with something closing down, but. There's a lot of content that is almost like a games as a service ticking over within that ecosystem. Who knows? Who knows? But speaking of football, uh, I mentioned it at the top of the show. Google Stadia is no more, but maybe a Google Stadia can be some more, Richie. Because uh, reporting uh, from PC Gamer this week and a bunch of wheel enough sports websites... um, Google Stadia in conversations, advanced conversations with English Premier League side Tottenham Hotspur FC... For a potential mega money deal that will see the London's new stadium, or formerly known as White Hart Lane, or currently known as White Hart, it's still White Hart Lane, right? They rebuilt on top of it, didn't they? Over yeah, yeah. Super I think they, I think they ro- technically rotated the pitch, but still. Um, yeah. And the new, obviously, the stadium. If you've not seen it, it's phenomenal. There's a good couple of videos um, on on the it's, internet of it. It's state of the art. I think it's arguably one of the best football stadiums in the entire world right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those who haven't seen it. Uh, it's essentially it's it's got two pitches. One of them's an NFL pitch because uh, Spurs are heavily aligned with the NFL uh, showcase games that go on for for that for American football. And yeah, the pitch essentially splits into three, and it gets tucked away into a car park. Uh, there's a great video on YouTube. You should go watch it. It's Richard Hammond actually from Top Gear and the Grand Tour who goes on and he gets to drive the pitch. So it's separated Richie into three pieces, and they have little motorized wheels, and you drive it with a little gear stick. Uh, under into the what is the multi-story car park for match day and it's under like special led sun lamps and everything to keep the pitch going and then up from beneath rises essentially an artificial nfl one uh, and then they can just basically switch out the whole stadium for a completely different spot without having to do that horrible painting over the lines um you don't really see it in the premier league but i watch mls because my mls team is new york city fc and they still play at the yankee stadium Somehow they've existed for six, seven years now as a professional team, and they do not have their own stadium. Partially Stadiums down... Stadiums are expensive. Uh, especially in New York, of all places. Getting the yeah. land in New York is not cheap. Uh, however, it bugs me that the pitch is painted over the top of the baseball pitch, and anyone who knows the shape of a baseball field... It's a, it's a bit weird in comparison. So you've got this weird like, right chunk of where the corner flag would be. The, the field just continues on for what would be like first base and the batter's squad and everything. It's weird, but back to this story. Um, 
Google, they're not in on Stadia, they're in on stadiums. So they're looking for naming rights uh, for the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, uh, looking to estimate toll around $1 billion. So how, Richie, pray tell, does Google open up a checkbook and drop a billion dollars on naming a stadium, but they wouldn't spend that much money on Stadia? Kick them while they're down. I don't know. I it's hard to understand marketing sometimes because, uh, like, this is a billion dollars to name for a stadium, but you're already a company that is completely ubiquitous to how the world operates. So it's like, how much more mindshare do you, as Google, need? What, what is? How is the return going to be for this? Because you don't drop a billion dollars. Yeah, you don't drop a billion dollars on something without expecting to get more than a billion back further down the line. It's weird, so isn't how it? does this? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't really, and this is where I'd love to have Rob on this because he knows more about this stuff than mm. than we do. Um, but it's like I just, I, I don't know. It's like it shows they've got the money. They could have invested the money in stadium. Well, that, that's the big ironic thing. So yeah, the like we know there's a lot of money in in sports. If any, no one watches it, the Premier League, richest league in in the world oh, of, of football. You know what they should have done instead of this being a Google branded stadium, it should have been a Stadia branded stadium. A Stadia stadium. Could you imagine the most connected? To be fair, what this is effectively, I suppose, free advertising revenue. Well, it's not free; it's costing them a billion dollars. But it means that all their new product launches, they can just plaster all over the stadium. Oh, well, that's that's the thing. Yeah, you, with with the naming rights, we saw with Mike Ash in Newcastle, he tried to rename the whole thing the Sports Direct Stadium, which he did it. Oh, he did. Yes, he, he did, did it. do. Yeah, even though no one ever actually acknowledged it <laughs> in this in the city. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's weird. Yeah, obviously, Google are not short of cash, it says in the article. Google branding will appear predominantly uh, in the building and in broadcast for the Premier League. So I guess that's kind of the thing at the moment. Sony and PlayStation kind of have the locked... I associate PlayStation with the Champions League because it's for, for 10 plus years now. It's been plastered on the side. And I actually get a little chuckle if you go back and see like highlight clips from older games. It's like PlayStation 2 on the boards and it's like, oh man, they've been tagged to it for so, so long. And you do get that association. We we said right at the beginning of the show, marketing uh, or lack thereof, how well, how interesting it is. But I mean, yeah. you go back to St James's Park when that was a Sports Direct arena. Every single time, so a member of the press referenced it. They had to by law. They had to reference it by its actual name, which was the Sports Direct arena. Yeah. So you're getting that, but I think it's di- Sports Direct and Google are very on, operating on very different scales. Oh, but, d- absolutely. But yeah, you've got Premier League games, Champions League games with Spurs are in the Champions League. Uh, obviously, they do concerts, they do the NFL stuff, which I, I guess is probably why they're more looking at Tottenham because the NFL ties. Google, big American yeah. corporation, NFL, biggest sports in the States. It, it makes sense to tie them up. They host boxing matches, rugby, they do concerts there as well. So the stadium's not just about the football, which is kind of why they rebuilt it in specifically for these different purposes to increase that revenue stream out of uh, the game season and sports sponsorships of course are not a new thing for google <coughs> pardon me um they've in the past have sponsored uh, nba ML, mlb formula one and stuff over the years but it's a lot of money to drop and i think it is the irony in stadia being shuttered and it just makes me the timing th- is it, it's unbelievable isn't it Along with all the other news of the Razor stuff and the cloud, and there's another story that we're going to get onto next. That's it's. It just makes me think: Could this billion dollars? Imagine if that was pumped into Stadia for getting games. We said they got Resident Evil Seven and Village for ten million. 
What would a billion get you? How many AAA games could they have paid to port across and thicken out that library with quality well, titles? The stuff they could have done if they saw, like, even if they go, okay, we'll drop a billion do- um, dollars to sponsor Tottenham. So you're going to have Google branding all of the sta- all of the stadium. You could have used that to advertise Stadia. You could have done a marketing campaign where you have Harry Kane playing FIFA on Stadia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's stuff you could have done there. Like, I mean, this week Harry Kane's reading books to kids on CBBS, yeah. so he's doing stuff. I don't know. But yeah, it's just. And again, I'm well aware. We are well aware of the business lens of this. The budget paid for marketing sponsorships like this one is not just pulled from the same pot they all have, have the finances allocated at the 10 of the financial year and this will be ring fenced for promotional stuff and it's probably been years in the making so I'm well aware it's not just a case of stadia's closed, give the money elsewhere, that's not how what? business and companies on this scale operate but it is annoying and ironic to look at it and go couldn't have shaved off a couple hundred million of that and just put it into one of your other projects that Every, a lot of people were hoping <laughs> hoping would succeed. I think I think that with Google they operate each like fork of their business as a, its own independent business. So they'll probably basically give like here's your here's your, your startup cash from uh-huh. from Big Alphabet. Yeah. But then after that goes, you kind of figure it out yourself. And I think that's why you end up with so much stuff in the graveyard. Yeah. Because if things need that longer term investment to kind of really get going, or sometimes just poorly thought out, when the money dries up, that's it. I wonder if this is what's happened to Stadia, where it wasn't generating enough money for it to be sustained, and then the tap got just cut off. Yeah, really did. Um, pivoting on, though, to something also new and ironic, um, on top of the stadium news, uh, Chromebooks. We know Chromebooks are a thing. They've been a thing for a while, and for a while they've been promoting them alongside Stadia. Uh, no longer. Uh, Google just announced... Um, Three new Chromebooks in partnership with uh, their good friends over at Asus, Acer, and Lenovo. They've done a little marketing push and campaign. And uh, yeah, Richie, uh, the final nail is about to be driven in Stadia's coffin. Uh, but Google have turned around and announced uh, some new devices that are designed for cloud gaming. Uh, and announced to the press this week, Google said it still sees cloud gaming as a huge profit driver for the company. And even though Stadia's on its way out, Google uh, have got great partnerships with these companies, boasting high specs for Chromebook, including refresh rates up to 144 hertz and optimized for streaming using the power of decent Wi-Fi cards. Here we go. You know what the, the the thing I hate the most about all of this marketing campaign? The, the adverts. Because they use the Google font, Product Sans, and they're showing things like Cyberpunk in the in the in the video and um the tiles they use to promote the games, it looks like everything stayed yet in everything but name. And they have the audacity oh. to promote it with images that don't use a Stadia controller, just a generic Mad Cats controller. And it's just like, again, talk about kicking yourself while you're down, right? I mean, these Chromebooks look great. It's Again, it's a Chromebook's a Chromebook. They're never going to be boasting the highest tech specs. But if you no. want some cool um, top-level features and you want a cloud game on the go, this advert promotes GeForce now, Richie. Just, I know. Just to drive home that. Actually, on the Chromebook um, page on, on Google, it actually has a Stadia logo in there still. I mean, technically, it does work until January the 18th. Yeah, it's just one of them. It's, like, it's when they're doubling down. It's like, no, we believe cloud gaming is the future. It's like, then why did you get rid of Stadia? Why didn't you invest in it? Why didn't you push that forward? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, now you're advertising. You, 
you could have had a bigger thing of the um, thing of the pie. Like, yeah, you have it running like GeForce now. You have it running XCloud and what and whatnot. But on all your marketing, you kind of have it running Stadia, and it's just like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, it 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 feels every time they say, "Oh, we we think cloud games are future." It feels like another kick in the teeth to to fans of Google who invested money money and time in Stadia to play games there and had a great time with it. It's like. Absolutely, absolutely. They're just flung in the towel, and the, again, the, one of the most ironic things, if you look at, uh, so IGN, of course, put an article out, barely covered Stadia for the last three years, but here we are. Uh, Google's ambitions to make gaming-focused Chromebooks are now coming to fruition. Uh, in a new press release, Google announced that they partner with Acer, Asus, and Lenovo to make these gaming-focused Chromebooks designed for cloud gaming subscription services like NVIDIA GeForce Now and Xbox Cloud Gaming. And the picture is the three Chromebooks, one on the left, Deathloop, with an Xbox logo. The one in the middle, Witcher 3, with the GeForce Now logo. The one on the right, Control Ultimate Edition, with the Amazon Luna logo. You've launched three new products, and you are literally promoting the the, the runners left in the race after you fell over and dropped out. And it, there is just something, like, bitterly painful about it, where it's like, where was this... Where were these promotions and like? I'd love to know if these assets had Stadia stripped out of them, front and center, like in the last week or so, because we know a lot of the staff and the team didn't know about it. At least they yeah. got round to pulling Stadia from the artwork, I guess, because it would have been ironic if they promoted these Chromebooks still with Stadia in. I guess all uh, things said I, and done. I'd be very surprised if that, if like someone at Google who was working on the Chromebook team hadn't put time and effort into making Stadia versions of it, all the assets that we've seen. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, imagine a, game, a team like Google are, they're not just going, here's one asset, we'll push that, they'll make probably lots of different variants, yeah. and then marketing will go, that's the one, we're going to go for that one. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the articles in particular, there was one from VentureBeat about Google's new supported cloud gaming laptops, and uh, guess who tweeted out of that? Amazon Luna's official account. Thinking about uh, at they actually tagged Google Chromebook. That choice just got easier. Get three months of Amazon Luna Plus with the new Chromebooks. This is oh. what I was saying earlier. It feels like Google have now, because Stadia is now out of the way, that they can now double da- double down on cloud gaming. But it's like you could have just done it yourself. Yeah. You were doing it yourself. They're no longer All beholden. You to do, what you needed to do is get better games on the platform. Give it more frequent, a more frequent drops of AAA games, and show and show actual Google level commitment to the project. Mm. All them things were missing, and you didn't. You basically didn't sell it to people, which meant that why would anyone jump in on it? Well, so I don't know. It's a crazy one. It's a crazy one. Um, either way, uh, moving on a little bit, we've got an update on some games that uh, is still hanging around in the Stadia world. Uh, we have Necrosoft, the people who put out Gunsport on Stadia. Of course, it was a pro game way, way back when. I think it was 2020. Gunsport won as a pro game. It was one of the first early ones. Um, for our friends at Google Stadia, an update about the original Stadia exclusive Gunsport. Long story short, they're going to try and bring the game to Steam along with the new Hyper Gunsport for free. We'll update us more as the... Uh, updates go through so over on the official twitter page page um hyper gunsport is essentially the super turbo version of gunsport 
So it's, it essentially makes the original game redundant. The developers have said themselves the hyper gun spot is kind of the ultimate way to play this game. Uh, and it was exclusive on Stadia, but they're looking at bringing it across to Steam. And uh, I guess we'll just keep tabs on this one. I've never actually played Gunsport still. It was one of them pro games that just fell fell into my library and I never really thought about. Yeah, same. It, it's one of the ones that I didn't. I just missed when it came out and then just ne- we never went back to it. Um, but I wish them luck. Like, yeah, absolutely. You want it to keep going. Um, over on Reddit, this, again, just to clarify, they said, Gunspot was a Stadia exclusive. We don't want it to die with the platform, so we are planning on packaging the original game in a branch of our Hyper Gunspot Steam release. So anyone who gets Hyper Gunspot will also get the original game. So there you go. Head over to Steam, support Necrosoft. Um, I know, I do know it's a fun game, and uh, it's essentially just volleyball with guns is the best yeah. way I can describe it. But again, it's nice to see it's going to get a... An, ongoing life uh, and then next up we have an update from project z now those will remember project z we we covered it uh, quite a few times on the show it had a kickstarter running and one of the kickstarter things was for google stadia they were looking for developers i think we pushed them in the way of the stadia makers program back in the day uh, it's essentially it's a zombie shooter set in world war ii times um 314 arts and they're delighted this week to announce that um they've partnered with Modus Games is a publisher, so they found their publisher, Richie, after going back and forth with Kickstarter stuff. Um, they actually pulled the Kickstarter, if I remember rightly. I think they had a Kickstarter, and then after so many weeks of it, um, it got the plug got pulled because they said they're in discussions with other partners, so it turns out that was, in fact, Modus Games. So always better, I feel like, to go through official channels than a Kickstarter if you're a developer company. You get, you're getting certain reass- <clears throat> sorry, reassurances that come with going through them so project z coming to playstation 5 pc and xbox x and s wouldn't surprise me if the game pass game if i'm honest no me either um modus it's ironic that modus actually one of the biggest supporters of um stadia mm. if you look through their list of games most of them there's a good chunk of them that did come um stadia yeah absolutely nice to see and uh, yeah hopefully we see the Project Z come to life uh, somewhere else. Uh, one thing that has been delayed, uh, we've, we've actually covered it quite a lot on the channel. Humankind um, was due its console release, and it's been delayed indefinitely. So the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X and S versions of the game have been pushed back until further notice due to some unique challenges. Uh, the console versions in development uh, at Amplitude Studios and Aspire who were the ones who have just been pulled off the Knights of the Old Republic remake. So maybe that's caused some problems. Um, Humankind, we've kind of got an on and off relationship with them, Richie, because the, obviously if you were looking to play it on Stadia and then he wanted to move over to console, it looks like you might have to wait a little bit longer to do such a thing. But they've had a bit of a murky kind of post-launch on Stadia with the DLC not coming and patches not being up to date. And now it looks like they're struggling to get the game out over on uh, console. What do we think the reason behind it? Do you think it's just too much work? Or do you think the studio's not big enough? Because it seems to be like every other couple of months I read an article about Humankind that's just not positive. I don't know. Um, because we know if it, the fact that it was on Stadia means that they had schemes working so you could use control support. Mm-hmm. So the traditional thoughts for me in this sort of like grand strategy game, where it's like very much cle- better played mouse and keyboard... Mm-hmm. That doesn't really apply because they've already figured that out for Stadia. 
So I really don't know. Maybe it's just not up to... Maybe that is just not up to the standards of, like, PlayStation and Xbox or something. I, I really don't know. Yeah, like certification or something. Um, of course, the first major expansion, the Together We Rule, uh, was due to come out... Oh, it's still, it's still yeah. set for release, sorry, on November the 9th. So they're about just under a month away from their first big expansion. So the way I read, read it, looking from the outside in, it just looks like they've maybe took on too many things at once with updates expansions and console parts and they've just obviously not able to hit the time frame for the release date so who knows but yeah, yeah like you said the they, stadia version would have been ideally the console version you'd use because of the the um, controller support maybe stadia closing has impacted it yeah i don't, I don't know maybe what if google I, just go oh servers are closed it and, seems and they unlikely go, oh, we were going to use that version as our base for the consoles yeah, it seems unlikely because I always got the impression that um, Dick Sadie was a secondary fob for them after release. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because we had stuff that was in... We've had expansions that were initially delayed or or patches came later then on P, on PC. Uh-huh. But so I, I I really don't know. Like, I mean, I hope, I hope they figure it out. But, I mean, you can still play this game on PC. I think it might be on PC Game Pass as well. Hmm. I'm not sure on that one. I hope it is, because it means I still have access to the game. Well, that's true, yeah. Uh, who knows what happens with save files and everything, though. Um, I don't have enough saves to care about yeah. that. Uh, and the last few stories of the week, then, rounding out the show. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, there's been an update from CD Projekt Red regarding the official transfer method. So CD Projekt Red has released an official save file transfer method for Cyberpunk 2077 for players on Stadia. Uh, as with the below workout discussed, uh, of course some players a couple of weeks ago figured out how you could do it, but now CD Projekt have put out the full instructions over on their website. It's it's lost somewhere in the FAQs and technical installation save options. Um, essentially it's, it's kind of what I think most people have thought to do on most other titles, which is open the takeout.google.com, uh, create an export of your stadia information essentially and then port it over to the pc version of the game uh using a file extraction tool any interest in doing this for yourself richie you you you're um, the one person i know who actually finished cyberpunk through its entirety so where do you sit on this no because i I already have my take up stuff i just took as soon as i realized i could do that i just took got all my safe i got everything anyway but if I was to go back and play Cyberpunk now, I'd be wanting to start fresh. I've been too, you know, when you're too far removed, yeah, like yeah. I, I find it. I mean, again, I also roll credits, so I find it weird to go back to jump after like two years to jump back into a character that like I've left mm. behind a long, long time ago. So I'd want to restart. So it's there. I have the option if I choose to, but I'd be unlikely to use it. Yeah, I know the feeling. Shout out to all of the. Um characters and video games that just at one time or another just get left yeah left by a campfire saving a file and then they never see the light of day on a tv screen ever again bless them oh, little so do many, they know so many it's uh it's very it's either wreck it ralph or ready player one where yeah they just if they, if they were sentient they're like oh chris will be back he'll be back we've, we've spent 140 hours in this game it's been fantastic yeah, he's only we've scoured the world collected everything and then oh he's saving the game cool and then Nothing. Oh, well, that's the ones where you know when you're re- you're getting into a game, then you got you go on holiday for a fortnight, and you come back, and it's like I'm just done with that game. I've yeah. mo- you've moved on emotionally, <laughs> like and you just leave them like halfway through the campaign. And we're go- we were going to save the world. <laughs> nope. 
Nope. Yeah. Nope, this is it. It's quite sad, really. I mean, obviously, they're, they're yeah. not real, but uh, I'm sure in some Matrix world, yeah. they're uh, they're out there. The metaverse. In the metaverse, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to all them characters and NPCs who are just living their best life with the lights off right now. Um, speaking of lights off, Richie, that brings us to an end of episode 160 of the Sounds of Stadia podcast. And I guess the Sounds of Stadia podcast in its entirety... Which is, uh, it's weird. It's one that we hope never to say. When we started this, episode one, you, me, and Tom got together to talk about this new fledgling cloud gaming service, this platform, from the powers of Google, with all of the money that they had, and their expertise in technology and cloud infrastructure. Little did we know they would fuck it up in less than three years' time (laughs) and uh, leave us with a channel, thankfully, dedicated to cloud gaming as a whole and not just Google Stadia, but I think... One thing to say is that we've learned a lot over the last three years with um, emerging technologies and cloud gaming. It's definitely changed the way I approach video games as a both yep. a, a newly, obviously, a content creator now and uh, a gamer full stop beforehand. It's it's shown me many experiences with the use of Stadia Pro that I never, I never would have played before. There's so many genres and titles that I've dabbled in and had a great time. And I think the one thing I'll always take away from this show is the the community that it's helped us build around it. Like, we were a Stadia-dedicated channel for two-plus years um, until we we felt the need. We were we doing well enough to branch out into other things that we had interest in. And we've we've met wonderful people along the way. We've, we've had so many laughs. I think making the, um, the three-year anniversary video... Looking back at how many times in them clips, you, me, Tom, all of our guests across the years were just having a proper like laugh out loud chuckle. I don't know what it was about half the time, uh, but it was a great laugh. And after yeah, 160 weeks consistently, uh, we can uh, we can turn the lights off at uh, SOS Studios. Anything you'd like to say to the views and listeners out there before you start balling it? <laughs> I don't know. I am fe- I am feeling a bit emotional to be honest. Um... Thank you for watching, basically, and we're, we're not, as we've said many, many times, we're going to keep iterating. We're not going anywhere. Um, in a couple, hopefully, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be launching X Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of onwards and upwards, and I think for Stadia as well. I think for me, it's prove it's proven cloud gaming is the future. Yeah, Stadia may have failed ultimately, but anyone who's been playing Stadia for the last three years knows that the potential of cloud gaming and it just feels like cloud gaming's just getting started. And I think the legacy of Stadia will be in like X Cloud, it will be in GeForce now, it will be in PlayStation Plus, etc. etc. It'll be in Amazon Luna going forward. It really and in Helix Cloud Games, because again, we're not going anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Unlike Stadia, we'll commit to something for more, for longer than three years. And uh, yeah, we've had great adventures and we'll have many more to come. So just to reiterate, yeah, the, the podcast, if you're listening to this on a Monday on audio feeds or youtube.com forward slash Helix Cloud Games, we're not going anywhere. The channel's still here. We've got... Don't unsub from your audio feeds either, because this feed will get changed into X-Pass. Yes, that's true. If you're listening on audio feeds, we're going to just reiterate and evolve the show. Um... But yeah, there's nothing more to be said. The news has trickled out. Um, we'll probably do some kind of special event on uh, yeah. 17th, 18th of January next year to celebrate, but it's kind of just naturally I'd, the end of the road. I'd like us to do one more sound, as a one-off Sounds of Stadia, like to, to properly say goodbye before the servers go off. Yeah, indeed. We'll probably do it live as well. 
yeah. so we can enjoy it with you, the wonderful folks who support us out there. Just like our Helix heroes do, of course, the wonderful 50-plus of you who joined us on this adventure and you continue to join us into the world of xCloud, PlayStation, and everything else up there in the fluffy digital clouds. You can join below, support the channel by clicking join. You can like, you can subscribe, you can follow us on all social feeds at Helix Cloud Games. And uh, join us on our adventure to see where we go next. But that's been it for Sounds of Stadia. Not even going to say the episode number because it's just Sounds of Stadia. Uh, My name's been Chris. And I've been Richie. We've been Hades Cloud Games. Thank you for watching. And remember, folks, play whatever makes you the happiest. Take care. Have a great week. We'll see you on the other shows. Goodbye. Bye.